0: Hello and welcome to the Rust Workshop podcast, a podcast about Rust and the Rust Workshop consultancy and the Rust projects of Tim Abel, which is myself. So quick update, um, the Rust Workshop ticks along in the background. Uh, so far, still, still the ambition is to turn this into a full-on consultancy uh, with other activities around that. <clears throat> I've lately been flat out with a c-sharp consulting client um which has been my bread and butter for many years now Um, but i have continued to run the rust reading meetup um every month which i've been really enjoying um there'll be another one in november if you happen to be within reaching distance of the area be great to see you there uh, second Tuesday of the month, if I remember rightly, you can find it on Meetup dot com. Uh, the Gitopolis project, which is uh, a CLI, a command line app uh, for managing Git repositories, that is available under uh, the Rust Workshop GitHub account, um, as a <coughs> an exemplar of well tested Rust with good uh, release pipelines. Um, I've been really pleased with my efforts to give that uh, proper regression test coverage um, which if you listen to the software should be free podcast you'll hear me go on about how important that is for any project so that you can continue shipping and you can accept contributions and importantly you can take security updates with confidence knowing if they have affected the behavior of your things Um, so I've been doing just that I've got a a little shell script which um, I can run in the root of my repo and it will update my Rust version with ASDF, uh, reinstall cargo edit, uh, run cargo update, run cargo upgrade which is from the cargo edit crate. Uh, If there's any changes it will commit that uh, with a standard commit message and uh, oh, wait, no, got it the wrong order. So I'll run, it'll update Rust, it'll rebuild it, and then it'll commit that, and then it'll run the crate updates and it will commit that. So that gives me two commits, if there's been any changes, which I can then push, and because it's run the tests, I can be 99.9% certain it didn't break anything. I shall sure probably be proved wrong someday, but I'm um, so far so good. Uh, and i've also been able to ship uh, a fix fairly easily i had a a crash when you cloned repositories when the directory already existed because the git tool would bail uh, and that would take down gitopolis uh, and it would give up at that point which is kind of annoying so i've made it continue which means that you can run it multiple times without it falling over like if someone adds a new repo you can run a (coughs) gitopolis clone in a Existing directory and it will fill in the gaps, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, I haven't had any pull requests on this thing yet, but still, I will be able to accept them and know whether they change the storage format, the behavior, the command line interface, just by looking at the the test behavior and patches, which is cool. And then I can, in theory, accept them with confidence. Although, do do shout if you have any ideas for it. Um, discussion first is always a bit a bit better. So that's it for Gitopolis, uh, which has been my main playground for Rust in my spare time. Um, in terms of the the Rust ecosystem, uh, I continue to k- keep my head in it, um, sort of get to know how th- how things happen and change. Um, the Two places that I use most to keep up to date that I can totally recommend are the This Week in Rust newsletter, which is incredibly complete and I don't have time to read the whole <laughs> the whole thing. The Rust Workshop meetup did manage to get featured in there, which was awesome. Um, hopefully it will again uh, if people are interested in that kind of thing. Oh, in fact, it is already in there. Wow, someone's put it in there. Yeah, the... Issue 517 of This Week in Rust has in the European meetups, 9th of November, Reading Rust meetup at Brown. That's very exciting. Um, so, yeah, the December one is not going to run because the pubs will be full of Christmas parties. The, so, yeah, The This Week in Rust n- newsletter, Like even if you don't read it, just subscribe. <laughs> they also have a Twitter account. The other place that is a must uh, for keeping up to date uh is rustation station podcast um there is no competition in podcasting (laughs) more than happy to promote great podcasts that are out there um the rustation station i've been listening to their back catalog as well as their recent ones to fill in my knowledge of um the rust world and it's an excellent show definitely recommend adding that one to your podcast feed they even go in depth into what changed in the editions of rust so uh, <clears throat> i I'm, I'm not a language geek per se but i do enjoy uh, someone making it easy for me to kind of follow along with what's changed in the the actual language and you know, rust compilers and what have you and all that cool technical stuff so yeah being <clears throat> been keeping up to date with that the next thing on my radar is web systems um for my c-sharp contracting i generally do web or back end or microservices systems as part of teams and consulting um and uh i make sense for me to do rust things in the same kind of arena um much as the embedded rust is cool it's not really my my area <clears throat> i think rust microservices is probably going to be the, the first win for me um so I've started looking around at that. Um now I have kind of got the basics of Rust. This is the the next level up. Um as I mentioned in the last show, I uh, was looking at Luca's book uh, Zero to Prod, which is about building web systems in Rust and before I hit the button and bought it having done the free bit. Um i thought i'd have a look around and see if there was any other books (laughs) turns out i'm quite late to the party and there's a ton of books so as i mentioned i wrote the blog post with uh, a catalog of all the books i could find on rust and categorized them into like beginner general and then specialist areas like web embedded gaming etc etc some kind of advanced ones um so that left me not entirely sure <laughs> which one to look at uh and also i am aware that there's a bit of fragmentation of approaches even on the back end um <clears throat> and i've got to kind of pick a stack that i think is a a good bet for the kind of projects i want to build um so i, I have asked reddit uh, i'll put the link in the show notes so you can have a look at the thread I've got some good responses from the, the Rust Reddit um, subreddit uh, probably my first <laughs> successful interaction with Reddit to be honest um, never really understood it as a platform but yeah i some got some good responses, probably no coincidence that it's the friendly Rust Reddit that was responding and not the broader terrifying <coughs> Reddit uh, of the internet Uh, So, yeah, there's some, uh, in fact, I'll put it up and I'll mention the actual um, things that were brought to my attention. So, Worried Jacket suggested Axum for the back end and HTMX or Leptos for the front end. Uh, I've heard of Leptos for front end things. I'm going to probably start with back end stuff, learn that first, maybe do an API or something. Uh, I had a quick look at HTMX, um, which is an interesting thing. Uh, Leptos I hear good things about. Um, I will probably look to do something full stack, Rust top to bottom, maybe WebAssembly, front end. Uh, could be cool. Write as much as possible in pure Rust. I um, can <laughs> attempt to pronounce r- Reddit handles. Keystered Shiv. Uh, uh, mentioned the blessed.rs slash crates, um, which is basically a catalog of um, like a curated catalog of crates. So instead of just like looking at the the crates website and being like, I don't know if this is everyone's using this or if it's been replaced or everyone's left it behind. This is um, much more what. Uh, yeah, curated, <laughs> I haven't got a better word for it um, so I shall have a, a look through that I haven't looked in detail at that Kazkandra uh, said Axum plus AskArma plus HTMX, working fairly well, some edges aren't great but that's mostly because I'm pushing that ahead of me at the moment, I'm not sure what they mean by that uh, so Askama I'll have to have a look at as well um, and they also said they'd be happy to answer questions which is amazing Um, and the last one that got responded from Nelusan is Actix Web, which I have heard of before they said I'm using it for a project right now and absolutely love it so now I have to kind of get my head around these various ones and work out which one to pursue and whether which books teach which ones and whether they're sufficiently up to date so I will chip away at that um and in terms of what I'm gonna do with it next, like the the goal here is to start doing some consulting projects in collaboration with other developers. Um so ideally some kind of microsos- microservices project pairing with another experienced Rust dev. Um not the time Ex- um <laughs> I'm an experienced dev, but relatively new to Rust. So um hopefully that will be a, a, a good pairing and we can we can ship something cool, fast. Um so that's kind of the plan. If you know of any projects, let me know if there's anything going on where we could contribute. Um, I want to get this thing off the ground and really shift my focus away from C-sharp things and into this thing, um, much as I love my C-sharp clients. Uh, so <clears throat> obviously I need a project. Um have got a couple of projects in mind beyond the... Let's replace eBay, which is probably a little bit ambitious for now. I'm going to have to shelve that one. Um, the first one, which is a bit more achievable, is a party invites planner. Um, so a, a regular pain that I see in my, my personal life and with the people around me is you know, inviting 10 people to something or other or 20 people to something or other, <coughs> including kids' parties. Uh, and then having to chase people to find out if they're even coming because everyone's terrible at responding uh asking for dietary things organizing who's bringing what um uh, this is definitely exacerbated by whatsapp and the fact that you look at a message when you're busy and the notification has gone away and then that's it so you send someone a message saying hey are you coming to this party i'm organizing and they look at it and they're in the middle of go-karting or something and (laughs) they think oh i'll deal with that later when i can actually type and then that's it they forget about it and then you wonder why you've been ghosted so yeah something that does that kind of chasing um is the idea so i should be able to rattle up something that provides some value that's fairly small learn a bit more rust learn some api and web things connect it to some real services stretch my regression testing muscles a bit further um potentially longer term um maybe some charitable stuff um don't want to make any promises i have some ideas about what i might contribute to but that could be a good ongoing thing that maybe could be done in the open um and then yeah on to full-on commercial things so yeah lots of stuff going on lots of stuff um yeah it's lots of ideas it's really time is time is always the challenge um either busy hunting for work or busy executing projects but uh, still as excited about the language as i have been the more conversations i listen to the more consistently i get the feel that this language really is going places um i was chatting to someone about golang versus rust uh, last week and uh, they were quite interested in sort of my take in it having done both um and <clears throat> i'm i'm hearing quite a few people say that you know having having done golang they uh start to get a bit put out by it not being that high level uh being a lot kind of boilerplatey um bit bit of grind doing things i know some people like it for that you know the consistency of it and there is definitely something to be said for that um but in terms of what's actually enjoyable to work with um in my view Rust has just got so many good high level abstractions, the ability to avoid repetitiveness um with its <clears throat> excellent capabilities and macros and what have you and libraries. Um and yeah, like we'll we'll see how that my opinion of it stands as I get into web things, which is uh much more full on. And also I've got quite a lot of experience of different web systems. So I've done serious amounts of commercial Ruby on Rails, serious amounts of C Sharp, MVC, and their older Microsoft platforms. So I've seen some amount of good and bad in web and API projects. So I think I've got a pretty good viewpoint. And then to wrap up, I'm going to repeat my rant on tests from the other show that I've just recorded the, SS, the software should be free podcast um, because I think this is a drum worth banging uh, so <clears throat> like a lot of devs uh, I've had a mixed relationship with testing over the years um, The I've always been a little bit suspect of the TDD bandwagon um, mostly because it came kind of in unit test form and there was always a bit of a disconnect there of like, yeah, but just because I've got all these tests doesn't mean it necessarily actually works. <coughs> and I've also run into the same thing as a lot of people, which is you write a ton of unit tests and then you decide your code architecture is wrong and now you've got twice as much to change or three times as much to change and it actually makes life harder in some ways. Um, so I think I've got the thing. Now, the fundamental reason that full automated regression test is the correct thing to do Um, and that is when you ship feature one then it doesn't really matter when you ship feature two it's pretty trivial to kind of check that they both work and i have been a hundred percent guilty of this like oh i wonder if it still works "Eh, poke poke yep okay fine ship it problem is when you ship feature number 99 how do you check that the other 98 features still work you can't you cannot be sure that everything that's been done up to that point is still 100 percent. you either ship bugs because you broke something or you drop back to very laborious long manual testing both of which are bad for your delivery speed in order to be able to sustain speed of delivery, to be able to make quick changes with confidence, a prerequisite for that is complete test coverage. And I'm not talking code coverage metrics. I'm talking, are you confident that this tool or business system covers all of the things that it was supposed to do? Um And the reason people shy away from this is partly because it's hard um you know unit tests are pretty easy you know you drop in a test framework you put an interface on your class or whatever and you write a test and you write the real thing and it's good and it's easy it's fairly easy to pretty to run it in your github actions pipeline or whatever you're running you know you add a dot net test in there cool easy as soon as you're testing kind of serious end user value suddenly it's not so clear-cut suddenly you need to build a bunch of infrastructure or connect it to this and that or have these systems connect to each other and maybe there's front, you know, graphical interfaces or web interfaces. Maybe there's, you know, emails and other like awkward things that on the face of it appear to be hard to test. Creative engineers will always find a way of giving confidence that this stuff is still working, but it's not trivial. It will take some work. but it is absolutely worth it because without that confidence in your system you just can't keep up shipping uh, quality code at a decent pace and things grind to a halt and the bugs mount up and the problems mount up and in the end you grind to a halt and you can't deliver for the business or you, you end up just in fear and stopping delivering anything so there you go feature one fine feature two fine feature 99 if you haven't got good automated regression tests then you're in trouble and that is the drum that i should be banging regardless of whether it's c-sharp rust or anything else so yeah i should be challenging myself to do that with some web things next um, so that wraps it up for today um, any feedback any questions uh tim at Rustworkshop.co co. it's quite an easy way of getting hold of me um Rustworkshop.co website, there'll be some show notes with some bits that I've mentioned if you're interested in those. Uh main thing, if you know of any Rust projects that need doing that could use some talented people being around, uh please do get in touch. If you're interested in joining me on this journey, um whatever your skills really whether you're dev or product or anything else (coughs) then i would be interested to hear from you Uh, i do have big big plans for this consultancy it's just a question of me finding the time and getting the flywheel running but uh, i am a long way from giving up on this thing Uh, and this language so yeah that's it for the rust workshop podcast see you next time